Everybody, welcome back to the VOV podcast, Voices of Vic. Today, I am joined with the L. Nelson, second year human biology major <laughs> and double minoring in physiology and women and gender studies, also varsity athlete. So, L, thank you very much for coming on and making the time for us today. No worries. I'm happy to be here. It's going to be fun. I agree. hundred percent. We're going to talk about some interesting topics. Hopefully that's all we do here. Of course. And, uh, I'll ask you some, some hard hitting questions, maybe some big questions today. And we'll see if you got some, some big answers. You're from BC. We were talking about BC before the cameras came on here. Yeah. Off the record. Off the record. <laughs> off the record. Um, how is growing up in BC? What can you say about your, your, your start in the world? As young L, Lil L. Growing up in BC was fantastic. I loved it so much. Grew up spending a lot of time in nature. Um, yeah, it's just a great place to grow up. There's a lot of beaches near my house. Um, it rains a lot, which I find really comforting, but I know that many people here do not enjoy the rain so much. Something I noticed about here is everyone uses umbrellas. Thank you for noticing that because I'm the biggest anti-umbrella person there is. Like, the water's not going to kill you. No, no one from home uses an umbrella. And so whenever I see rain here and people are using umbrellas, I'm like, for why? This is amazing. I'm so happy we started with this. I'm, I'm super anti-umbrella from just, Ontario. Yeah, it just seems like such a hassle to carry it everywhere and to like shake it out. Yep. Like you have a hood and even if you don't have a hood, just get your hair wet. It does not make a difference. Man, that bothers me. It's a pet peeve. Umbrellas yeah. are a pet peeve. They're weird. I feel like there's so many spy movies where you have like the umbrellas, like the guns like hidden inside. No, it's in Batman. The penguin. You know the penguin villain from yes, Batman? Yes. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> I can't walk around people on the sidewalk when they got their it's so three umbrellas. Annoying. And you can't even walk like around them on the sidewalk because there's so many puddles yeah. from the rain. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Pet peeve for sure. Definitely a pet peeve. And for some reason, I don't know why it is. But it was just uh, the universe decided to make the slowest walkers the umbrella holders also. You can't get around. And they're just blocking the entire lane. They should do like a study, like correlation between like slow walking or like walking pace and like using an umbrella. I feel like that's very interesting. Too. I agree. You are a varsity athlete. How important would you say, you know, keeping your fitness up, your health up, it has contributed to your success? You're here at U of T, best mm -hmm. school in the country. Does this fitness play a role in that? Um, I'd say fitness is just a big part of my life. I feel like I've had a progression with how I consider fitness in my life. I used to think of it as like, oh, like I need to go on a run because otherwise I'm going to get slow and I'm going to be unhealthy and then I'm not going to be able to eat everything I need to get stronger. But I feel like I've kind of had a mindset shift with that for the over the past couple of years, whereas now, honestly, for me, fitness is just kind of like a fluffy like interest yeah. if that makes sense like it's the i like fitness the way i like listening to music like it makes me feel good and if i go to the gym it's just something that i enjoy and will make me feel better about my day and i'll feel productive having done it um which i think is the only way i can like realistically maintain it in my life but i do love being active and i think that it's really good to have scheduled fitness times in to like go to the gym or go on a run or something or do a fitness class because just having a schedule just makes it easier to like run your life at least i think i agree no i agree schedule is definitely important you need to be on track of your time and fitness is especially with the gym like 
I usually like to start my day at the gym. Me too. That's because, what I prefer. Yeah, because it's usually, usually going to the gym is the hardest thing you're going to do in a day. Oh, really? So <laughs> usually, usually. I mean, I find working out more difficult than studying. You know what I mean? Or taking a test. Oh my God, I'm the other way around. You think studying's harder? Yes. You don't push yourself enough. <laughs> you gotta be. You gotta be doing some bench press. I bench. You bench. I bench. Okay. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> but I, I. The reason I like doing it in the morning is because if I can get myself through that, get myself through a workout, then the rest of the day is just like this is easy. I feel like it's kind of nice too because I find it's easier to motivate myself to get up early for a workout than it is to get up early and study. And so at least then I'll have my day starting earlier but I can do something a bit more mindless, you know, because maybe, I guess maybe exercising isn't easier, but it definitely is more mindless, requires less brain power. So you just get that over with and your day's already started. Might as well just now, like you're already at gold ring, go to Robarts, it's right there. 100%. Do some studying. <laughs> 100%, especially, especially in university and college, like obviously studying is a lot of time, like you have to dedicate yourself to, to school, like that's the first priority. But if you can keep your health up at this age then the rest of it is easy totally and that's something that's so overlooked here i feel like there's almost like a toxic culture at U of T of like oh i'm not taking care of myself i'm an academic weapon like <laughs> if you're not pulling an all-nighter like four days out of the seven days of the week you're not doing enough and everyone else is doing more you had one red bull today i had seven <laughs> like do you ever experience that here yeah, sometimes. I try not to surround myself with those people. It's, it can get annoying for it's sure. It's like very glamorized and then you feel guilty for getting sleep, but you need sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and we learn about it because I'm in science. We learn about how important sleep is. And then like, I guarantee you, like 80% of the class has not had more than five hours that night. In the long run, if you look at the most successful people, they're, they're sleeping, whether it's not necessarily sleeping like nine, 10 hours, mm -hmm. you can, I'm sure you can get away with seven six and a half yeah. seven hours as long as it's consistent i think the main thing is not necessarily getting a lot of sleep but more just going to bed and waking up at the same times every day i do, kind of agree do you keep up with that or okay you try as much as i'm talking about how important sleep is it's probably the area of my life that i need to improve the most i'm not the best at sleeping <laughs> i have um have you heard of bedtime procrastination before no, I can get what that means though. Yeah, I struggle with that. I feel like I have such a busy day. I'll be out like I'll leave my house around seven to go to the gym and I won't come back until like after nine because I'll just have like brought all my meals with me and have been studying and at class all day or at practice. And I come home and I'm like, oh, I deserve a break. And you know what the most productive break would be to sleep. Do I want to do that though? No. So I sit downstairs in my living room or my kitchen and my roommates and I have the best time talking. We'll look at the clock. It's like midnight <laughs> or I'll just want to like, I'll go to bed and I'll be like, oh, I want to go on my phone. Like I deserve this. I've been off it all day. And then you're on TikTok for like an hour. Like it's just the, I don't know. I just feel like I'm like, oh, I deserve some me time. And then I put sleep to the back burner, which is a little too bad. Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, especially with TikTok, you can get caught. Like if mm -hmm. you're just, you just start scrolling. And then you kind of open your eyes and blink and check the screen time. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah, totally. This is not good. Uh -huh. I've been using screen time as like my main video game right now. I try to beat my record every single week. <laughs> so I was doing good. I, I was like, what was I at? What, the, when it was an issue, it was like seven, seven and a half. Seven and a half hours? Average per day. Oh, my God. Which was bad. It was bad. Now, now I'm not wasting time completely. Like some of it's for school. Some that of makes it, sense. Yeah, I'm watching mm -hmm. like, you know course videos but still seven and a half is, is too much so i'm mm -hmm. like this is bad i gotta fix it 
I dropped it down to four. The next okay. week, right away, four. That was good. That's impressive. Week mm. after that, two and a half. Oh, wow. Amazing. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, my life is improving. <laughs> and then reading week hit. Reading week is such a... Oh, I just feel like I get so set back on reading week because you don't have like the stress of school. So you like relax and then you just cannot get yourself going again. (laughs) Reading week hit and Mm -hmm. then, well, reading, I I set all this stuff up during reading week. Mm -hmm. So I had to like edit a bunch of stuff. See, that's productive. Yeah, I guess. Mm -hmm. Set up the YouTube account, but the screen time was like over 12 hours. Oh, wow. And now I'm back on the slope of trying to get it back down. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Hopefully. Do you have your screen time connected like on all your devices? Like No. Yeah, because I only have mine on like my phone and then like my iPad and my computer. So I always look at each one. I'm like, oh, that's okay. But I don't like add up. <laughs> There's split between the three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I never add up all the actual hours that I spend and I'm not going to because I think sometimes ignorance is bliss, you know? Usually I don't care too much about the laptop screen time because I'm productive on my laptop. Yeah, that's true. I don't like... I don't, I don't watch YouTube on my laptop. I'm not doing like entertainment stuff on here. It's a phone. It's, it is a phone, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's something about it. I don't know. Swiping is... is You can get lost in swiping way more than you can get lost in like... Totally. On a trackpad, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. We're talking about sleep, eating. Do you, do you eat three meals a day? Are you consistent with that? I'm pretty consistent with that. Yeah. It's definitely something, as I was telling you about before we got started, something I really struggled with having been at home my entire life where, you know, your mom buys such great food, the fridge is always stocked, like I'd have dinner made for me every night, and then I lived in residence last year, so you just go to the dining hall, it's so easy, and then suddenly this year I'm like living off campus by myself, having to fend for myself. Um, breakfast, i am always been pretty good at because I always get really hungry in the morning and breakfast food is easy. Lunch, like just make a sandwich every day, does not change. Dinner, that's a whole other story because when you come home from a long day and if you have not meal prepped, there is no motivation to actually make dinner. So sometimes I literally will end up eating breakfast just for three meals a day. <laughs> but I do hit those three meals. They just might all be breakfast foods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of time to cook. Yeah. It, it takes does. a lot of time. To cook. And you live with four of your friends? Yeah. So there's like a house of like five girls. So it's chaotic. Like we have one kitchen, five girls, one fridge. Kitchen, there's just always things going on do you guys like do like a cycle or is it just everyone cooks for themselves how we found it works the best is just everyone cooking for themselves because you know everyone has different like dietary like requirements or preference and also just different eating schedules like for instance not all of my roommates really eat breakfast but i have a massive breakfast every day because i just love it and usually my dinner will be a bit smaller you know that's i think that's what you're supposed to do that's healthy right big breakfast small dinner i think okay i you might have just discovered it yourself but i think that's an actual thing okay but i say small dinner and do i snack so much after dinner <laughs> yes <laughs> fair the one thing in our house is everyone has a big bag of chocolate chips and we'll just <laughs> sit around our dining room table and just eat chocolate chips nice. i'm thinking of coming back to res honestly really i'm thinking of it to oh live. wow yeah we're trying to get into rj me krishna and a couple other guys oh so the sweet one yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so that'll be fun fingers crossed but um I guess that would be three years in a row. I honestly don't see an issue with res. You, <laughs> you obviously wanted to get out. What would you say? Okay, that's you, a little unfair. I what, didn't want to get out. <laughs> what do you like better about not being in res? Okay, I really like having the independence. As much as it's really easy to just go to the dining hall and grab whatever food, it's nice to be in, actually in control about what you're eating. Because yeah. sometimes, I mean... I do not want to hate on Victoria College at all. I have had some great meals there. I miss the sandwich bar to this day. 
I loved that sandwich bar. It was one of my favorite places to eat. This is not affiliated with Victoria College at all, so you can say whatever you want. We, <laughs> we can't get in trouble. We're good. <laughs> no, but like, I don't want, and you know, obviously you're not going to be getting the best food at a dining hall, but yeah. it's, they're doing the best that they can. And for what it's worth, like, I think I had a pretty good experience at a dining hall, but just sometimes I wasn't always craving what was on the menu. And if I want to eat cereal for dinner, I can eat cereal for dinner. Yeah. I can eat cake for dinner. Like I can do whatever I want. And it's just nice to have that more control and also to really have your own space, which you don't have in res. And because I live in a house with more people anyways, it's not like I'm really missing the social aspect of res too much. Yeah. I definitely miss just running into um, people who I wouldn't normally see all the time in my, like in the hallway or something yeah. like, because um, the residence that we lived in had such a great setup. So when you actually left, you had to run into people in the common room. So you always end up like chatting and being social, which was definitely ate up some time, but was like a really good thing overall, I think. Um, so just like being in more control. And it's also, it makes you feel almost like, this is going to sound so cheesy, but like empowered to be like in charge of your own life. Yeah. You know? I cannot cook for shit. <laughs> I... If you if you had to give me, we have a kitchen in Margat. Yeah, I've I, never cooked. In there. I never use that. <laughs> we have we have there are like seven eight Indonesians on our floor this year. Oh, do they, they cook a lot? They love cooking. It smells amazing. Oh. <laughs> it smells really good. So sometimes I'll just walk by and be like, "You guys, this this is top notch. Keep it up. Keep it up. Yeah, all day." Um, but yeah, no, definitely the social experience on on Res is good. But like you said, you already made those friends, and then you guys made your group and mm-hmm. took it off somewhere else. I also feel like sometimes like maybe you have different aspects or different not different aspects a different perspective than me because you lived in res or you're living in residence for your second year but I feel like it's not really um experience you can really repeat I I don't want to say I wanted to like get out of it because I really did love living in residence like I made like my best of friends ever and I really did like our floor that we lived on everyone was really nice I liked when you'd go and you'd go back into the building and you see the common room and everyone would just chat for a minute that was really fun but I don't know. I just feel like it'd be hard to like repeat that just because the group wouldn't be there. You know, it's not the same, you know, it's not the same floor. It's no, not that the makes same sense. Atmosphere. That makes sense for sure. Cats nodding their head. <laughs> but yeah, no, we had a, we had a good group last year. Yeah, definitely. hundred mm-hmm. percent. I agree. Um, but your all of your friends were from Margat. No, one was from Ansley. So that's just like the building across the street, but everyone's from Victoria College. Yeah. We were just like, oh, it was so fun. We just like go to the dining room hall together, eat our dinner and just like, oh, like let's go to the library and we just like hang out in a big group. Are you guys going to be living together for the rest of university then? I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully no one ditches. Um, We were actually just talking about renewing our lease last night and it seemed like everyone was on board. That's awesome. I really do love living in my house. It's just all the girls are so great and we all get along so well. That's good. When university's over, Mm -hmm. what is the plan? What is the plan? Not okay. for necessarily you guys. Hopefully you guys stick together. But obviously everyone has their own yeah. aspirations. Francesca's mm-hmm. doing econ stuff. She's mm-hmm. thinking of going to London that we talked yeah. about. Um, so sad. What are, what are your plans? Um, for me, over the past like two years, I've, well, actually to preface this, I've always really been interested in medicine from like a very young age and particularly with biology. I've always had um, a fascination with it and also, um, over the past couple of years, especially during COVID, you know how everyone was in like their social activism phase? <laughs> 
so was I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, not to say it's a phase. Like you should always like support <laughs> what you believe in. But you definitely just had more time to consume more information. Um, just and also the world because they had more time was actually taking a look at maybe some of the structures which shouldn't have been in place. But I became really interested in um, women's issues, particularly women's health. So I would love one day to actually be an obstetrician and a gynecologist. Um, that's like the goal I'm working towards or maybe doing some sort of career in sexual health as well just kind of like giving a voice and also providing care to maybe some groups who have actually been more overlooked in the past and I've also had my own experiences with like healthcare and getting service like as women and most of them have been positive but there's also a lot of factors that go into having a positive experience and I just feel like I would also find that work very rewarding, but it's tough. That's good. <laughs> it's tough. Are you are you learning much about that right now in your life side courses or not really? Not particularly to do. Cat's <laughs> shaking her head. <laughs> uh, not particularly to do with like obst- obstetrics or gynecology. Um, I remember I was in a physiology course and we did a reproductive unit and also a reproductive unit. So we learned about pregnancy and we learned about like the male reproductive system and the female reproductive system. And I have never been like more like I don't even like just like encapsulate it in like a lecture like I you know how like most people when they watch the online lectures they'll watch them in like two times speed yeah I was in like 0.5 I was like I gotta soak up all of this taking it all in (laughs) yeah um so I guess that's really the only um like I guess like entry or like window I've seen into that career specifically but I think that in a lot of our courses now that we're getting a bit older and I'm out of like the big weeder courses and more focusing specifically on my degree um, a lot of my smaller like health courses have been focusing more on like the social aspects of health and like the ethics of it which I guess more ties into what I'm interested in yeah so I think that's really um where like my interest is not dwindling if that's what you're asking like I'm definitely being like more like like it's being peaked as like I go like throughout my degree. Are you the first person in your family that's doing anything related to this, like healthcare wise, or do you have no, no, <laughs> not at all? Both your are your parents in that or siblings? What? Um, no. So my mom is a teacher, so okay. she has nothing to do with like healthcare. But my dad is a surgeon, so oh my he um has been healthcare, and my grandpa is a family doctor, and my uncle is a family doctor, okay. and my other uncle is a dentist and i have another <laughs> uncle who's an orthopedic surgeon so you follow the <laughs> nelson family tree yeah continuing the <laughs> legacy it's um definitely like very prevalent in my family to yeah. go into healthcare, um but not obstetrics or anything so that's that's all me <laughs> there you go no that's that's mm-hmm. cool that's unique do you have siblings i have three younger siblings three younger siblings okay oldest yeah. sibling just like me obviously oldest sibling is a superior Oh, level of sibling to be there's just not really sorry sorry (laughs) (laughs) but do you how old are your siblings so um i have a younger sister she's 17 i have a younger brother who's 15 and i have younger brother who's 12 okay so Mm -hmm. no like baby sibling type thing where it's like no yeah the second mother almost uh, no not really i mean i guess my youngest brother there's like a seven year age difference with is like pretty significant I but not so. in like the way of like being like a second mother yeah, in yeah. any way yeah but definitely it's different the relationship i have with my youngest brother than i have with like my sister for example because we're only two years apart yeah. like i feel like my sister is more like my like friend if that makes sense yeah, or yeah, like yeah. more like my like equal whereas like my youngest brother like 
like we'd never be friends like if we yeah, obviously. like that'd be weird <laughs> yeah um like we'd never be friends if like we weren't related but like we get along pretty well or That's then good. we really don't and then we really do you know <laughs> do, does he play hockey no <laughs> what you have to get him into hockey he Come plays on. ball hockey okay it's, that's not bad um to be to honest, start yeah in bc like i'm not seeing a lot that people don't play hockey but it's definitely a way bigger thing to play hockey here in okay. ontario and my parents um were really into skiing and they were like oh like if we have those early morning practices on the weekends we can't go skiing <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but then we all ended up doing sports anyways which required practice on the weekends so nice. you know it didn't really work out have you discovered any new extracurriculars this year I definitely have. I feel like last year I was such a newbie to like <laughs> being in university and like having clubs and stuff. Yeah. So I, I didn't join any, <laughs> yeah. which I feel like is the, unfortunately, um, the like, just like the fall that most first year students take. They just have so much else like going on. You don't really think of joining clubs. So I joined actually a couple of um, clubs focusing on like women's issues and like women's advocacy. Um, and I also this year, um, I became an office volunteer at the U of T um, Sexual Education Center nice. because I'm interested in sexual health. And yeah. So I definitely got more into that sort of stuff this year. Whereas I feel like last year I was just like, I don't know what's going on here. Like I'm just trying to get through the day. <laughs> when, you know? when, when did your passion for women's health and like that side of things start? Like, was it during COVID with all that? I think it was to be honest. Like I just start, like I said, I just started consuming a lot more information um, online, which we've talked about earlier before the camera started rolling. Don't yeah. believe everything you see online. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I just really started consuming more from online during the pandemic. Cause I had a lot more time and just also um, all like, I don't want to say the unrest that was going on in the world at that time, but I feel like a lot of people were just drawing attention to different like normalized practices and being like, Hey, maybe this should change because it hasn't changed like 100 years and the world isn't the same yeah. as it once was. Um, and then I don't know, honestly, um, throughout like high school, like my grade 12 year after COVID when we'd come back or not after COVID, but after the initial lockdown where just everyone was at home, um, like for the first couple of months of the pandemic or whatever, um, I actually joined um, a Women's Day team as well. And we helped um, organize an International Women's Week at our high school. Um, I actually led a seminar then on internalized misogyny, which was like probably one of like the first like real things I did to like get that interest started. And I know I feel like honestly it came naturally to me. Like I'd always had this interest in healthcare and in science. And then when I really started becoming interested in like women's issue and women's health and feminism, this kind of went like that, you yeah. know, they all came, it all just came together like in a very like natural sort of way. I was talking with a Bay a couple weeks ago about mm -hmm. climate change. Cause he's super into climate change mm -hmm. and, and climate advocacy and all that stuff and we were talking about how obviously in the world there are a lot of social issues mm -hmm. too many <laughs> uh, too many right <laughs> so like climate change misogyny mm -hmm. like you mentioned and all that stuff where do you think that women's issues if it, i know this is hard to do it's kind of subjective but if you had to rank it on the totem pole of oh i can't do that you can't do not do make that. me do that <laughs> no for, for you obviously it's at the top because that's like something you're personally interested mm -hmm. in right yeah but, but if yeah that's because there are a lot of i guess there's too many to to think of to yeah. count well also i feel like uh, where you rank the issues also has to do a lot with the way you're raised like honestly everyone's personal experience yeah. right it's like i hate to like be this person because i know a lot of people hate on pe on um these kind of like conversations but 
honestly the fact that like women's issue is the biggest thing on my radar radar is like a privilege and that i haven't really like experienced the effects of climate change like a huge thing. like yeah. it hasn't affected my livelihood that much like i haven't really been affected by racism in my life because i haven't had to navigate that like being like white or whatever yeah. so i guess it really would like depend on like the person that you talk to and um, their experiences with it because like i haven't really had much experience with anything other than you know misogyny like that is exactly what a base said mm-hmm. actually because mm-hmm. he he did say that it is a privilege to have something like climate change at the top of your list because mm-hmm. there are so many things that people are dealing with so that's that's interesting that you also mentioned that there's like a double like both of you guys are saying the same thing of how there are the, there are a lot of issues in the world mm-hmm. and at the end of the day like I'm not saying you have to be grateful, but at least you're not dealing with other stuff because there's like war going on. At mm-hmm. least you're like when obviously climate change is a bad thing, but at least you're not in Ukraine right now. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, so it's good to, ha- to have that perspective. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. What would you say? I'll ask you a Victoria College question. Okay. I don't know how much experience you have with other places, but if you had mm-hmm. to speak to someone who's trying to choose their college right now, what are the the perks, the pros, and the cons, the downsides of going to Victoria College. I had a really great experience at Vic. I remember I was a little, um, I wasn't necessarily super happy with my choice when I first got there because I didn't feel like I really fit in, but I cannot complain because I met the best people there and had like the best time. And the one thing I will say is um, because U of T is like the college program, you'd think that um, each college would be like very like uniform in policies, but it's not at all like mm-hmm. each one's their own thing and i remember i would get frustrated last year because victoria college took a very much more strict stance to COVID than the other colleges did and when you know you're first at like your first year of university and all the other colleges are able to like eat in their dining halls and we weren't that kind of like upset me because i was like how am i gonna make friends like i'm gonna eat in my room all alone and no one's gonna know who i am yeah but um I don't know. I would do it again. To be honest, I did not know what I was getting into when I first Me neither. applied to Vic. I, I'm from Victoria, BC, and I picked Victoria College. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know anything. So probably to any first years, I'd recommend Reddit. Reddit. Like, yeah. <laughs> Reddit has saved me so many times. Like U of T is like a very active like Reddit like forum or thread or whatever. Look up everything. Look up courses. Look up profs. Look at colleges. Like you will find what you need. <laughs> and like I know it's like we're talking about like reputable sources. It's not yeah. a primary yeah. source, not peer reviewed, <laughs> but I've learned a lot from there. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, Phil was talking about because he used Reddit too to mm-hmm. come to Margat. I didn't even. I, all I did was go on the U of T page and I read, I, I honestly misread Victoria College. I thought it was like a, like kind of like a business finance college. <laughs> no. Honestly, I don't know where I read that, but that's what I thought. And then I applied and then like a couple days later, I was like, this is actually a liberal arts school. And I was like, wait, what? See, that's also where I felt like I didn't necessarily fit in because I'm in sciences, yeah. right? And everyone at Victoria College is, at Victoria College is in like the humanities mm-hmm. or like more like like artistic degrees a lot of music students too. a lot of music students you have the practice rooms and and stuff um which were not open when we were there so everyone practiced their instruments in their rooms so the floor was so loud (laughs) like that's a perk of going to a smaller college because you really get to know the people on your floor which i don't think we necessarily would have done things like that if we had a lot more people and we had a sweet dawn too masoma was a g (laughs) she was she was good she was a good dawn our Don this year is also super chill. Yeah. Chan. Shout out to Chan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's great. Um, obviously, 
I did my Dawn application and Krishna and mm-hmm. Adam, the boys, all three of us going in together. We we're like, we're going to be Dawns <laughs> this year. It's going to be a new era for our group, the Dawn 2023-2024 team. Mm-hmm. And then me and Krishna got the boot right now. <laughs> Adam's, uh, Adam's grinding. He's on the he's on the final stage. Shortlist. Wow. Shortlist, yeah. Do you know how cool that would be if Adam to be was on our the- Dawn? Oh. That, that part. It might make me come back to res. Like if Adam <laughs> yeah. was the Don. <laughs> that would be sweet. Mm-hmm. He'd make a good Don for sure. He definitely would. Plus he just loves res so much. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think honestly, I res, I'm going to defend res for a bit here. I wasn't trying to like, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to be pro res. I was super anti res. No, do not Hate just post dad. this like 40 second <laughs> like clip of you saying that I hated residency because I did not. Like this is false advertising. I'm going to chop up a clip of TikTok. <laughs> L hates res. It's it's I like being on camp. How far are you from campus? I'm like a 20 minute walk every day. See, that would be a pain in the ass. Kay. Is that not a pain in the ass? There's pros and cons because I can't go really go back to school during the day. Like once I'm on campus, I'm on campus until I'm off campus. I see. Okay. Whereas on when you're living on campus, obviously, like you can go back to your room. You can take a nap if you get really tired, which yeah. I cannot do. Like I have fallen asleep at a table in the <laughs> library before. I kind of do like it because then it's like I have school and like work and I have home. It's like very separate. So like every morning I'll like do my walk into school. I'll have my music in. Um, I'll just be like nice. I have the 20 minute walk just to like prepare myself for the day. I just like I'm at school, going to class, um, going to the gym, going to practice, studying at the library until it's time for me to go home. I go home and then I'm done. Like, as I said, I procrastinate going to bed. But, you know, it's just nice to have that separation from work and school. You know what? I was I was going to just go on like a little speech, a five minute speech about how I'm super pro res. But that was a very good argument. (laughs) Separating home and school. Actually, you made it. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. I don't know if I'm going to do res next year. Now. <laughs> <laughs> that that does make a lot of sense because, like, I do a lot of studying in my room, and mm. and See, you my need room, to have that distinction. My room's so small, I can't even have a desk. Like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. There you go. I'll, I'll say my thing anyways, but <laughs> it's gonna sound stupid now. I like, yeah, I just like being on res once again. Food. Unless you're a good chef, that's going to be a problem. Uh, now I just sound like an idiot. I'm not going to go against what Al said because, no, it makes sense. Like You have to force yourself to get to class. If you have the option of your class being five minutes away, then you could sleep in. Why exactly. would you want to sleep in, though? It makes a lot of sense. Who would ever want to sleep in? Okay, no, but like, why would you? I mean, like, sleep in when you're supposed to be up for class. Yeah. You could, like, sleep totally. through a class, which is not good. What's mm-hmm. the hardest class? What's the biggest pain in the ass class that you have oh. so far? Honestly, um, I mean, if you go on Reddit, it's something you'll actually see. <laughs> but U of T in the biology, life sciences, first semester of second year is brutal. Yeah. it That is the hardest I have ever had to work and the worst I have ever been like mentally, physically doing because they make you take, you know what? I feel like I'm being a bit unfair because I feel like we have a bit of a unique experience at university because our first year was like the hybrid COVID year, right? Mm -hmm. So the majority of my big classes where I would have been in con hall with like a thousand people doing these really big like weeder classes, I was in my bedroom doing it online, which is like a very different experience. You don't like experience how many people are actually in this class because you're in smaller sections or whatever and you're online and your tests are online which is obviously very different but then when all of my classes last year had like 1300 people in them and i was just like 
literally in in and out of con hall every single day and having to take all of my classes all my all my classes all my tests in person again is like a very different experience and like it's just something which takes some getting used to after having done so many of your tests online and all of those courses are really hard like biochem was hard genetics was hard um like i'm very glad that i'm through it now and um i'm on to more specific things to my minor because those were like the last courses i not minor major and minor those were like the last like generalized courses i had to take that um most life science students will take before they actually like, specialize into their programs. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Have you put in any thought to grad school? Do you want to do grad school? I'd l- I want to go to med school. Med school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have like any idea where? Dream? Wherever it will take you? <laughs> yeah, that's like the actual Basically like truth. Yeah. I mean, my dream, I guess like my idealized scenario of my future is that I end up going to UBC for med okay. school. That'd be sweet. Going yeah. back home. Um, I actually don't live in Vancouver or my family's not from there, but I live on Vancouver Island. So it's just like an hour and a half ferry right away. So I'm like closer to my family, which is sometimes really hard, like being across the country when mm-hmm. everyone else in my family lives in British Columbia. Um, so like being near my family, but still having my own independence. Plus one perk is um, BC as in-province priority. So you need a lower okay, average yeah. to get in than out-of-province students nice. do. Nice. So it might be my best shot at getting in anywhere anyways. That's huge. Yeah, no, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. Speaking of BC, mm-hmm. I'll ask you about this now. Oh, We're talking yeah. about it before, once again, before the cameras. We talk before the cameras, come on, whatever. <laughs> they recently have legalized all sorts of shit. <laughs> heroin morphine and fentanyl obviously low quantities mm-hmm. but this was like big news yeah what do you think about that so as i was saying earlier i have some mixed feelings and i also recognize that i'm not the most educated person on this topic like to be honest i have read the headlines about this stuff i have not fully read the articles talking about their um reasons for doing this or why like they should not but i guess my general opinion is um it's been done in a lot of scandinavian countries um it's had a lot of success in sweden had a lot of success in norway um i don't really know if canada has the same sort of structure that 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 this program would work in the same way or be as successful because you know in um scandinavian countries it's a lot smaller very homogenous like i guess that's changing now but canada has a lot of immigration Um, there's a lot of people from all over. They kind of brand themselves like the cultural mosaic. So that could be hard to have these sort of policies come in, which has been previously successful in more homogenous places. But also as someone who has been to, not been to, has lived in BC for like their entire life and really seen how bad the homeless problem has gotten, mostly because of drug addiction and drug use, all the previous strategies that they've tried are not working so at least they're trying something different and maybe if this actually allows people who have been not been seeking out help um, to actually get that help that they need to like get their life back on track because they've been worried about going to jail for like being in possession of these substances I think that could be a plus so we'll see like I was saying um, it's only in place I think for three years I mean it's just temporary they're gonna see um, how it all plays out I mean I do think it'd be very hard to suddenly make all the substances illegal again after legalizing it like that's something also to consider but i think that i think that if it can help um to try and get more people back um back on track with their lives and 
like getting the support that they need then i think that's obviously a good thing but again i i'm not an expert like i don't know everything about this i if i said something like horribly offensive or wrong i'm so sorry most people are not experts (laughs) usually the people who share their opinions on twitter i'm gonna guess don't know exactly what they're talking about that's just what i think we'll go on to less severe drug problems i'll ask you about vape and Mm -hmm. and weed and stuff which is getting more and more common with especially young people like there are people in elementary schools in my town like uh, my cousin will tell me about stories of of her friends in grade seven bringing their vape to school this is what what do you think about that I just think it's really sad because when vapes were originally like established or like introduced, it was marketed as a way to help people who are trying to quit smoking. To quit smoking, exactly. Um, But I feel like it's honestly had the opposite effect because the majority of people I know or like or I will not really smoke a cigarette to be honest like I feel like there that idea that smoking is bad for you and that it causes cancer mm-hmm. and it causes all sorts of like health problems really has permeated our culture a lot of people don't understand that but I just think it's I mean Jewel actually had like a lawsuit against them because they were like or has a lawsuit against them right now I'm not entirely sure about um it was very problematic that like these like flavors and stuff were being marketed towards young kids so it really just got like more children addicted to nicotine which was like the opposite of what it was supposed to do so i think that's like sad and i think it's really sad to get addicted to something so young that's true that's true because you really just don't you're so vulnerable when you're young like i mean i'm 19 i'm still vulnerable like i'm not gonna pretend but i just feel like it's it's very unfair it's like preying on a very vulnerable population and just to make a profit and it's i don't know like that's the future like that's the that's the future like we want to like try and like build everyone up and like give them like the best shot at like being successful you don't want to get them completely dependent on like nicotine that's true and and the fact there's people who still don't like because originally when when vape was first thing nobody really knew much about it Mm -hmm. everyone's like oh it's water it's Mm -hmm. not a big deal um but they said the same thing when cigarettes were out. Nobody thought it was a big deal. Obviously, you're going to learn. They're making yeah. it for 13 cents a pod in China or whatever in, yeah. in these countries where it's super cheap. And you, like that's that's obviously it can't be good. And I know. It's also just scary because we haven't lived long enough and they haven't been around long enough for us to see the long term effects like we have with yeah. smoking. I know it's just it's just like sad but like i'm not trying to like if anyone listens to this and like they vape i'm not not judging like <laughs> you do you Elle's very nice i'm a little more judgmental <laughs> i i make fun of you if you're taking cherry ice blast and nicotine in your lungs i like having this double-sided thing because i was like people will dis- disagree with me people will agree with l then we'll have both sides okay you know? it's, it's good i do that on purpose hopefully we don't get too many hate comments if I get hate comments, I'm going to be really upset. There's no way you could get hate comments. Actually, that's not true. There are some, some <laughs> clowns out there. Like, not, like j- people just hate for no reason. That's that's also true. I feel like my toxic trait sometimes, though, is I just assume everyone likes me. So then, <laughs> and you know, everyone, not every, not bad. No, I don't know. Because, like, not everyone's going to like you. And that's just, that's just a fact. And that's, yeah. that's totally valid. Like, if you don't like me, you don't like me. I can't really change that. But I feel like I'll just be like, oh, like, I can't, like... That they'll like be giving me like vibes like you know they don't really like me and I just don't pick up on them like at all. Well, that's it makes kind of sense because you're not doing anything that 
you would think would make someone not like you. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you had a bad trait about yourself then that you oh, actually agree with, you'd try to fix it. I mean, like everyone has bad traits with themselves. Like we all have bad habits. Like <laughs> Fair, fair. But do you, do you have any bad habits that you are like aware of that you don't fix? Um, usually, like, usually I'll make like a conscious effort to like actually you know I mean? fix them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I'd like to think that most people at least think they're doing good. Yeah. Cause or, people want to be liked. You don't really want to be doing stuff yeah. that's making other people not want to be friends with you. <laughs> True. Unless, yeah. Okay. Well, I just went and made fun of a bunch of people for smoking vapes, but <laughs> smoking that, vapes, vaping, vaping, sorry, vaping. <laughs> I don't know my terminology. I just aged myself so hard. <laughs> Do you have any closing thoughts for the people here for Victoria College as a second year? Oh, that's so much pressure. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like one thing I will say is I kind of already touched on this as well. Like being at U of T and like I feel like most people, real listeners are probably at University of Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. At least at the moment. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Before, you know, you expand, go global, all that stuff, go viral. We'll try. <laughs> um, I feel like one thing i can i will say is enjoy your life like i know we were talking about like i was talking about like how i have like a really like strict schedule not strict but like i follow like a routine every single day and i was talking about like the toxic productivity culture and like toxic studying culture which is like kind of permeates here but make sure that like you're taking some time for yourself like life is meant to be enjoyed and like do things like this like have a podcast where you get to talk about things that you enjoy and get to do things that you like. And even if it's, I guess, like herd mentality, like have fun being a sheep, you know? <laughs> have fun being a sheep. That's a good closing quote. Yeah. <laughs> Peace out, everybody.